This is a podcast about all things St. Pete, hosted by the one and only St. Pete is Super Cool. As always, this is Sudabe, and today I'm with Nicole, an artist here in St. Pete. How are you today? I'm good. It's rainy. I know. God, this weather. If you guys hear anything crazy, it's the rain. Uh, yeah. And, uh, well, and then we had that tornado warning, so hopefully we won't get another one. <laughs> yeah, that was a little scary. I was just like, dude, what the heck? <laughs> well, and our ADT system makes this loud, piercing noise, and we have three cats and a dog. Oh, so no. my husband's working in the back room. Next thing you know, the dog is literally climbing the walls. He doesn't bark, but he'll go, and the cats are going, and I'm going, um, do I stop them or the, the sound? Or yeah, the, you, the, you yeah. don't know what to do and everyone's freaking out. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's loud for us, so just imagine how loud it is for the exactly, animals, you know? Exactly. Our dog does not like the fire alarm. Yeah. So when it, it went off, I think Christmas time, around Christmas time, and it went off and we got it turned off and we couldn't find him. And we go into our bathroom, which is we're in the master, and so we have our own little bathroom. And he's like cuddled up against the toilet, just like not about life. Right. You know, so yeah. dang it's, it, weather. Yeah. <laughs> it's Florida. <laughs> yeah. You got to live with it if you're going to live here. Yeah. And I still love it because we moved down here in 2019. Okay. And we got married here in 2017. Oh, wow. My husband was stationed here for 10 years and then met me in the Midwest. And um, he just kept bringing me back and we fell in love with the place mm -hmm. and the community and you know the vibe and we just finally made the plunge in 2019 yeah so where in the midwest were you originally i tell people st louis um, okay because that's where everybody knows i kind of lived on the outskirts for a while i lived in st peter's and st charles and my husband lived in belleville which is technically illinois mm -hmm. it's about 15 minutes outside of it um, and we were in a subdivision sandwiched by two orchards so oh wow I, you know, I'm part country girl. Um, a lot of my family were on farms, so okay. I spent a lot of time uh, running around in fields and whatnot. So I definitely have that Midwestern mind process. But I was lucky enough to be able to travel a lot in the world, too, and study abroad. And Oh, nice. Yeah, so I feel blessed with the kids I used to teach. And one year they figured out that, all the trips and flying I had done, I had circled the globe eight times. And that was back then. So. <laughs> That's cool, though, that they yeah, were like, yeah. they, I guess, like, they genuinely enjoy your stories, like, enough to be like, okay, well, let's figure out how many times you've actually well, been. Yeah, they, they started asking me about some of my adventures because it was high school. So they always like to know, yeah. yeah, where have you been? What have you seen? And they did this big display of me up at the front of the building and so I had to bring in pictures and so some of the teachers didn't know where I had been and what I had done and then I brought in some pictures and they're like um so <laughs> so then they started asking questions that's cool though they yeah I loved little... it sometimes I make pieces that really aren't mine I'm just waiting for the owner to find them and sometimes it's a memory from somewhere I've been mm -hmm. and it's pretty eclectic but it's because I'm also eclectic too. Yeah. Does, if, does that make sense? Yeah. So then, like, let's talk a little bit about, like, what is it about pottery, especially because I know you're doing a lot of, like, pottery right now that mm -hmm. attracted you to it. Uh, I took my first pottery class in college. Um, then I couldn't really find a place to do it again. I took every class I could in, in college. 
burned through that and then I switched over to photography because the school I was going at it just that's just where I ended up mm -hmm. and then I got into education and was going to do art education but got into special education I've always loved it but about I took a you know good hiatus what 20 or 30 years and then I went back to it right before we moved here so only a few years I've been back into it and I was on base and um, at McDill and okay. there is a little pottery studio there oh cute yeah so I started popping in taking classes and what can I say I like to get dirty you yeah. know mud and fire who doesn't yeah. love it <laughs> you know you get to light things up you get to make a mess you have no idea how it's gonna turn out None. You, you don't I tell people all the time I say okay this is the plan don't expect it mm -hmm. you know and so you know it's it comes out what it wants to you're dealing with fire mud elements you know hard metals yeah so for me that's exciting to try and create something and then pray to the pottery gods that it, that it, <laughs> and it doesn't explode or warp in one of these fine processes that was like my favorite thing to do like when like in art you know yes. like when you had like kind of like an actual art class yes it wasn't just an art teacher coming to your room for like 30 minutes right. of the day um and we did a lot of like pottery from what i can remember so you guys did days. not have actual art class. See, I was lucky enough to have the art class. So when I was in elementary school, I remember having a legitimate art class wow. where that was like we would have it like like twice a week or a week. I don't think it was like every day, and we would go there and we would have it be like a, a decent art class. It had its own room. It had a curriculum. Right. And then I were like, I think now it's like they just have someone come to a room. Like some some places I know like aren't even doing an art class anymore. See, I have a problem with that. I have a huge problem with that too. Um, art and music is it helps with your mental health. Yes. It helps with coordination. Mm -hmm. I could just go on and on and on. It's so important. It is very important for the development of children. There is math in music. There is math in art. Yeah. There is literature, everything. And mm -hmm. you've got to be able to inspire people. Not everybody is inspired on a football field. There's nothing wrong with it. My husband is a huge sports fan. Yeah, but that's just he's not good for somebody. Yeah, he's extremely athletic. I am the opposite. Mm -hmm. Me and my husband are polar opposites. Hockey right now, go bolts. I'm telling you. They're okay. doing so great. They really are. <laughs> they really <laughs> are. I mean, it was funny because we were watching the game last night and it was just like, yeah, Whoa! <laughs> you know? yeah. it's like, did was there a challenge here? <laughs> I know like, they really did good. Florida somehow we have a great hockey team. We do, you know, it's... we really do. And I came from St. Louis, so when we first started dating, I was a Blues fan. He was Tampa. I told him now I'm gonna have to get a jersey that's split down the middle. Yeah, one that says Blues, one that says Tampa. So um, we used to have this rivalry. Whenever they played each other, we'd make a bet. So for the longest time, I won. So then he stopped betting me. Mm -hmm. But now, wow. Tampa is cleaning. Getting their, yes. their cleaning house. Well, we, when we first moved down here, um, the Blues won. The following year, Tampa won. It was like this landslide of where we were to where we are yes. now when we moved of the sports team. So he was all excited. <laughs> but now it's, it's even out it a is. little bit. Tampa's it taking it. It is. So how hard is it for you to create something out of clay? So like, say like this, 
wonderful piece that you have right here with the, the shark coming out of it. How long did it take? How hard was it for you to do this? Um, it depends on my mood. Okay. And it also depends on drying times and if I'm struggling with it. Some things come together very quickly. Other things, it just gets fussy. Mm -hmm. So this particular piece, I sculpted this shark in, I don't know, a couple hours, um, if that. And then I had to let it dry, hollow it out. It goes in stages. This tray, 30 minutes. Okay. Um, I'm pretty quick. I realize those time frames are, but if you ask me about my sink basin that was a complete flop because it warped, that one took me about a month to do. So, um, and then it warped. It did. That's okay. I ha I'm going to make another one. I didn't like it that much anyways. Okay. The that cat sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it took you a month and then it warps. That's part of the process though. Um, you know, really pottery is about the journey, not always about the finished piece. Okay. I know that sounds a little philosophical, um, but some potters, when I first started taking pottery classes, I was always, some potters were what I call purist. They did not believe in using pottery tools. Your hands were it, and you learned to do it with your hands. They said there was nothing that should come between you and the clay. You were just oh, the maker. Okay. So I thought that was a very interesting philosophy. I do love tools. I am a toolaholic. Anybody who would look in my pottery tool chest will see mounds of tools okay. from all makers and models. However, I do believe that there is some truth in that, that sometimes a piece is just you and the clay. Okay. Um, and it depends on the type of clay as well. Some clay is smooth, porcelain has no grog in it, and it's like butter, and you are working with butter, so you don't use as much water. Then you have stoneware. This is a red clay. Some has more grog in it. Some works better for some things. Some works better for others, and it's what you like. Interesting. So what is grog you were saying? Grog is, um, I call it, um, how do I explain? Clay is made up of different things. Okay. Mm -hmm. And every clay body kind of has a different formula. Okay. Grog to me is kind of like the meat, the fibers. It kind of makes things, um, grog, either you like it or you don't. When you're throwing on the wheel, usually people like less grog. Because you know it's it's harder, it's heavier. It, okay. It it can scratch in your hands. Um, when you're hand building, grog can come in handy. Just kind of depends on what you're making, how much grog you want in there. Yeah, I would say Google grog because my definition and me trying to explain it to you is is, is very hard. Yeah. <laughs> for me. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine like it's hard sometimes to explain something that you're. I find the more familiar you are with it, it with is. something, the harder it is for you to explain. It is. It's very hard for me to explain. Yeah, because you just yeah. understand it on this weird level. Right. That's really hard to sometimes bring it down to someone right. who doesn't know what you're talking about at all. Exactly. And then you also have um, you have shrinkage factors. So some clay shrinks five percent. Some shrinks ten percent. Some shrinks thirteen percent. So you have to take that in calculations when you build something. So if this is going to shrink 13%, it doesn't sound like a lot, but if I had made it like this, like half of this size, it would have been even smaller. It one. would have been like that. Oh, that wouldn't have worked. No, no, no. So there is a lot of math in art. There is. <laughs> <laughs> There's quite a bit. 
No wonder why I get so frustrated. Right. <laughs> More than I would like to have. You know, gosh. I mean, we were vending at St. Pete Pride, and this one like lady handed me like money, and I literally had to look at it and be like, what's your check? Right, exactly. I was like, I can't compute this right now. What is your change? <laughs> I get my phone out and say, calculator. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not even, like, offended by it. Like, I used to, like, like kind of, like, hide it into, like, I don't want them to think that, like, I need to use a calculator for these calculations. Oh, and no. now I don't even give, I don't even care. I, like, I whip it right out and say, let me make sure on the mathematical yeah. calculator. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, let me do the calculations real quick because I don't really know what your change needs to be. Exactly. You know? I, I don't hide that. Um, I used to teach math. So if anybody's listening, yes, I taught it. Yes, I taught your child change. Um, and yes, I still use a calculator. So. And you know what? It was the teachers that told us, you're not going to have a calculator in your pocket all the time. Uh, right? <laughs> yeah. No comment. <laughs> I taught special needs. Total different Yeah, world. different ball game. <laughs> so what has been your favorite piece that you have created so far? Hmm. One would be the sink basin that was a fail. Okay. I know it's odd to think of a something that was a fail as one of your favorite pieces, mm -hmm. but I learned a lot from that process. Cool. Okay. And it's also one of my cat's favorite beds now. I need to paint it. It's out in our back area, pool Aww. area, and he just loves it. So. <laughs> you can't do anything to it now. I know. They're so finicky. Like, they are. They really like cannot. They just crawled into it, and I was gonna throw it in the backyard. A lot of my pottery pieces, when they're rejects, when we moved into the house, um, the irony was there was pottery literally coming up from the ground because it was reclaimed land. So old pottery from the 1980s that was used in the site, because I guess there was a pottery factory down the street, was in our ground. And so when we put the fence in and everything, it was coming up out of the ground. So I had this crazy idea of just putting pottery out in my beds for yeah. yard work. So when a piece dies, I stick it in my yard <laughs> around the bed. And so instead of, we do have rocks, uh -huh. but I'll, you will oftentimes see up against the house instead of just rock, you will see pottery with it as well. How like, cool is that? Like you're, you're like, you come up, like you're like really into pottery now and, but you've like kind of been away from it for so long. Mm -hmm. And then you come to this house and pottery is literally coming out of the ground. Yes. And you and, know, yeah, it's like the universe kind of be like, hurry up. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. And well, my birthday's on the 12th. My husband's birthday's on the 12th. We met on the 12th. What? Yes. And my birthday's on the 12th. It is not. October 12th. November. Oh my god, my nie our niece's birthday is November 12th. Is it yes. really? Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Love Have it. you ever looked it up to like what that number like means in numerology? Yeah, but I, I looked couldn't it up figure plenty it of times, out. but I forgot. Yeah, I, I did, but I can't figure it out. Everywhere I looked, it said something different. So yeah. we got married on the 12th, of course, because it was 12, yeah. 12, 12. So I said, okay, 12 is our, our magic number. I love that so much. 12 is a great number. It really it is. is. It is. I'm a little biased, but Yeah, know. no, I for good reason. <laughs> um, so tell me more about your the ceramic straws that you've created because mm -hmm. I I was first introduced to them in Astra. Oh, yeah, Cassie. Yes. And I was just like, these are so cool. But then I was like, but can you really drink out of these? Like, yes. Is it like, and she was like, oh, yeah, girl, I'm doing it right now. And I like, dude, I thought it was the coolest thing. I like never would have. I came up with the concept. I wanted art to be functional. When we moved into our house, we downsized um, to 1,800 square feet, which I realize is a lot for down here. Mm -hmm. But where we came from, 2,000 square feet was nothing. 
And one of the things I missed is, you know, the walls get filled with art. I said, wouldn't it be great if you could take one of those pieces down and use it for a holiday, use it for a special occasion, yeah. and then put it back up. I said, I love my art, but I really wanted my art pieces not to just be something you looked at, but something that you could you use. use. So, um, plus, I'm, I, I'm very big into the environment. Mm -hmm. So, it took me about two years to master that process, because as little as those things are, they are major pains in the bootay. Mm -hmm to get not to warp, to get them to work, to try and get glaze on the inside of a little tube. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I imagine it's hard, yeah. Um, so I wanted to do straws, one, because I saw it as functional, but two, also because you could personalize it. You could put anything you want on it. So mm -hmm. I started this whole suck it line. Of course, you know, it's 2019, we're good. 2020 hits. We're not good. Everything goes to shit. It sucks. Pandemic suck. 2020 sucks. Yeah. Being shut in sucks. Hurricane sucks. So in my mind, we have to have a second line. So yeah. I started doing all sorts of things suck. You suck. We suck. We all, you know, everything sucks, yeah. you know. And that's where I started. And then I started doing Hello Sunshine and... I just started making straws that um, were not only functional, but you know, even if you're having a bad day, when I used to sit and you had to work with somebody that maybe was just annoying you that day, not saying that it's a bad working relationship, but just annoying you, mm -hmm. you could sit there and suck on a suck it straw. And you know, yeah. yeah, you know, and even if it's a family member, you could say, hey, honey, I have something for you. Thanks. You know, it doesn't have to be, you know, when you're having a bad day, yeah. it, it, it could be fun. You know what I mean? Where were your straws when I was uh, working for somebody else and not myself? Exactly. I just would have started drinking. Yeah, exactly. Just, hi, how are you today? Oh, oh I'm sorry. Is that, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, it just it's just a way to make yourself smile and laugh. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Even in, like, the, the sucky sucky times right exactly you know? so um for me i started the straws because yeah it just brought a little bit of a smile to your day i have um one girl and i just love her to death she bought my hello sunshine straw mm -hmm. went back to new york because her sister lives down here um hi i won't mention your name but hi <laughs> <laughs> so she went back to new york and she broke her straw she carries it around with her everywhere oh, no. well that's okay she contacted me so i got her another one and she just sent me a picture of where she is in New York and I love it because people will send me pictures snapshots of them using my stuff and all these great places yeah and the straws are small enough and light enough people can send them in the mail and so they don't like you you're not concerned you need about to you need to package it well I yeah. mean it's the mail things break yeah it's ceramics it can happen yeah but it's light enough that when you have to send a gift your odds with sending a straw are much better than some other things. Plus, most of the stuff I just double bag, double box. Mm -hmm. I haven't had any problems mailing the straws. My taco holders, on the other hand, do not like the mail system. I don't know why. Don't like them? No, they don't, they don't play well together. I, I kind of had to break that up. 
and say, I'm sorry, the mail system and my taco holders can no longer play together. No, they no. can't. Because there's no use in yeah. you, like, creating these things and then sending them out and them just breaking. Right, you know? exactly. Like, there's just no use in that at all. Like, sorry. Like, yeah, yeah. You're going to have to come pick up the taco holders. Yeah, I'm like, sorry. They just, for some reason, they're not playing well. So, but the straws are okay. So, nice. um, yeah, they, they really kind of evolved um, to be multifaceted, to bring uh, just a smile to somebody's face that yeah. day and just a humor and personalization, you know, and they're easy to keep clean. They're microwavable, dishwasher. You could even stick it in the oven. Not that I recommend it, but if you're cleaning them, I used to just dump them into a pot of, pot of boiling water and that's how I sterilize them. I just dump them in there. Oh, wow. And boil them. And they don't warp or anything? No, it's, it's like a mug. Oh, wow. It's just like your ceramic mug. It's clay, vitrified, glazed. Huh. The only thing is it's a little bit thick. Mm -hmm. I make them a little thicker. I try doing them with a mold to get them thinner so that they fit into all of those plastic top mugs. Yeah. And but it's just... It's too fragile that way. Yeah. So these are a little thicker, but I, yeah, I, I personally would not carry one in my purse. I'm too... I, I'm, I'm not gentle. <laughs> What? I don't what know how people do is, it. What woman is gentle with her purse? Well, apparently, please. woman in New York can do this, where the rest of us are going, how did you do it? She's going to need to teach all right. women because <laughs> I'm not gentle with my purse. No. I will throw, like, mm -hmm. I will, it'll be on the ground. It'll right. Like, dude, uh, yeah. I mean. It's hanging from something. It's, it's yeah, it's like t balancing very, you know, and I'll, like, put anything in there. He'll be like, you know, my partner will be like, um, yeah. you should be careful with what you have in your right. bag. I'm like, why? You know, it's just stuff. It's just, it is, but yeah, no, no woman is gentle with their bags. No, no. But I, like I said, I do know a few that do carry it in their purse and I am in awe. Um, clearly they can. Yeah. I just personally don't think I'm one of them. No, I'm not one of them either. But I do love having them. I have them in a little tray at home and I just pull them out stick them in a mug or, you know, at my studio, I'll have them there. I just keep them in the spots where I use them. Do you use them? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I have to go, I have a huge cup collection mm -hmm. and it's gotten just a little bit out of hand and I need to get rid of some cups. I understand that. Yeah. Just I understand that. Um, Goodwill or, well, not even Goodwill. I prefer Salvation Army over Goodwill, mm -hmm. just my personal choice, but you can, I donate. And there's yeah. also other nonprofit agencies, sometimes nursing homes and places okay. like that. I will box them up in a box. I'll make a couple phone calls, say, hey, who needs mugs? Yeah. And drop them off. And drop off the mugs. Yeah, there's a few that I know of that probably would benefit from my gigantic cup collection. I think that's pretty awesome, though. Yeah. <laughs> so do you do all your work at home then? Do you have no. your own little space? I do have a space at home. I did move everything home during the pandemic, okay. but I also work out of MCS Studios okay. just down the street. Oh, wow. Okay. Here in Clearwater. Nice. Um, I do. Um, Martha owns the place. She is a wheel thrower. She is fantastic. I always say go there if you want to learn to throw on the wheel. Um, Tina. Love you, Tina. She also teaches some of the Groupon classes. It's a great way to be introduced to the wheel. You can go on Groupon, buy a really cheap ticket, go for three or four hours, throw something, fire it, see if you like it. And it's a fun date night. It, that is a good date night. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm sorry, I'm plugging MCS Studios just a little bit. Go for it. <laughs> go for it. I didn't realize that like, you know, 
we think of like Saint, the St. Pete area specifically kind of like as like the art area and it, yes. it is starting kind of like to mm-hmm. come out towards yes. Clearwater. I think we just, we sometimes forget that like Clearwater, Tampa, we're all in that big We're all Pinellas of, County. We're all in that big network. Well, and we have been discussing lately that that area between St. Pete's mm-hmm. up to Tampa has been a little bit of an art desert zone. Mm-hmm. Not completely, but it gets very pocketed. Yeah. And you're right. I do believe that it's it's starting to push out, and it needs to push out. It does. There's so much room for it. I know MCS Studios is, you know, she was closed during most of the, well, she was there during the pandemic, but like everybody else, it had to work on different types of yeah. ways. And she is slammed. Um, she is getting so much business now. Good. That's and, great. Yeah. So, I mean, and she's good. So, it's I think it's time that things mm-hmm. push out a little bit. Yeah. Not that we don't all love it down there. I love the Art Warehouse District. It's, it's not going to hurt fantastic. anyone no, to not. have it to push out. No. It's not. No, you I know, don't think that's so. More, that's more job opportunities. That's more ability mm-hmm. to let other people, like, flourish. Because, you know, yeah. who knows what talent's down here at Clearwater that doesn't even oh know or understand what's going on over there. You right. know what I'm saying? And right. who's to say that people in Clearwater don't want art in the, the city that they're kind of living in at the moment, you right. know? Right. You want art, too. Yeah, it's it's nice to have it close to your home. Yes. It is. And, and like I said, you know, I'm always popping down to St. Pete. I'm always down there. Oh, yeah, we are, too. It's um, only like a 20-minute drive. It's oh, really it's so not easy. that bad. It's very close. Yeah. But, you know, again, you're talking to somebody from the Midwest. It took me 45 minutes to get anywhere. So when people tell me, oh, well, you have to go to Tampa for that, I'm like, and? I'm sorry I have nothing more to say other than and yeah (laughs) it's not that far no it's really not it's just right straight shot pretty much yeah you know I love where I live it's right in the middle of everything 10 Mm -hmm. 15 minutes 20 minutes max yeah it's great 30 if there's traffic yes (laughs) you know um but yeah it's it's really not that hard it's not yeah so how did you come up with the name Spazzle Apples? Okay, so when I came up with this name, I was a teacher. I am a spaz, if you have not figured that out from listening to me now. Um, I'm easily off topic, and I'm just a spaz. I'm also shaped like an apple. I'm a little fluffy. <laughs> so, And I was a teacher, so I came up with Spazzle Apple. And then I added the S to describe all the little things that I make. Cute. I like that. Yeah, it's 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 been a long time, but it kind of became a nickname, so it's stuck. And I was gonna go with something like Muddy Mermaid or something like that because I'm in Florida, but I went, no, I'm a spazzle apple. So <laughs> that's what we did. It, yeah, I mean, well, it like it, it works for you, and it obviously yeah. has like meaning into a lot of different facets of your yes your life up until this point. So you know. It, it works. I thought it was cute. Well, thank you. I was like, who? I was like, who? I is like to this? hear how people try to yeah. pronounce it. That's the funnest part for me because they'll be like, "What? You're a spaz? You're a pepple? Papple? Oh, apple!" <laughs> you know when they it, put it together. Yeah. It, it's 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 fun. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's like the the Z's and then you got the P's. Yes. And I think just like when you look at it, sometimes you're just kind of like, "Oh, well, okay. what is that?" Yeah. You know, I, we're gonna have to pull that one apart just a right. little bit on it. Yeah. Yeah, on I, your own. 
I kind of enjoy listening to that process. That may be the teacher of me going, oh, this should be fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think, too, when you when you have a creative name of something or even just a hard name, like my name, myself, yeah. at one point, you're going to have to just enjoy the attempt mm-hmm. at it, you know? Yes. Like, if you get butthurt about it all the time and, you know, like, I never understood the idea of hating your name. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just, I never did. Yeah. You know, and people were like, oh, I'm sure you got teased for your name a lot. And I was like, honestly, I got teased, yeah, but not a lot. Well, my maiden last name was Meyer. So I also got called Oscar for Oscar Meyer. And again, that's just a tease. Yeah. I didn't have a problem with it. I thought it was kind of funny. And you're right everybody's name at some point in time Mm -hmm. goes through that phase where they're, you know, it's Nicole, but I got Nikki, Nick. Yeah. You know, even Nickelodeon once. You know, I mean, it's... I got Subaru once. Subaru. Yes. You were a car. And you know who gave that to me? Who? I don't, like, my dare officer. So did Mm -hmm. they have that when you were growing up? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, my, like, my dare officer decided to give me the name Subaru. And that's the one that stuck for the longest time. He's so lucky I did not see him on the street. (laughs) Seriously. I was just like, are you for real right now? I don't understand that one. I really don't. I don't get it either, but he thought it was hilarious. And so did all the other fifth graders. I'm thinking, so you're a dependable vehicle. I guess so. (laughs) I don't have an issue with that. I don't know. Um, (laughs) But I always would tell people, I was like, if you're just going to make fun of my name or try to be dramatic about it, I was like, can you please do something I haven't heard before? Right. Because I really have heard it all. And usually people just be like, so your name's Sudabe? And I'm like, oh, wow, so you can pronounce it. I was like, good job. Yeah. I'm afraid to try. But yeah. It's okay. I, I I had a teacher in high school that never once said really? my name. He would just be like, yes. Yes. And he apologized at the end of the year. He's like, you were a great student. I had a great time working with you. So he couldn't say Suvave. But he just was like, I don't even want to attempt your name. Oh. He's like, I don't even. That sounds like he was just nervous. He was a great teacher. Yeah. I know I do not take offense to it at all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I have to admit, I've had some students in my history where I was like, um, uh, do you have a nickname? Mm-hmm. Where, you know, I, I loved them. But it was sometimes it was hard for me to pronounce it mm-hmm. or roll my tongue the right mm-hmm. way to get yeah. it. Um, I wish they would teach more languages mm-hmm. in elementary school yeah. to teach that 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 skill. Yeah. Um, is it hard to stay motivated as an artist when it is your business and you're yes. not doing it as a business? Yes. I yes, it is. Um, that has been something that I. And still transitioning with um, I'm pretty much what you see is what you get I am unfiltered uh, I try to say things the best way possible but sometimes I just say the wrong thing just like everybody mm-hmm. else uh, and it, it's hard for me when I'm in that mindset of yeah. I don't feel it I don't want to do it mm-hmm. I literally have to do the complete opposite and sometimes I get my inspiration from vacuuming Sometimes I get my inspiration from, you know, going going places like Disney, movies, whatever. Those will definitely give you inspiration. Mm-hmm. But sometimes the simple day-to-day tasks will inspire me. A, a hanger. I'll be hanging up my shirt, and all of a sudden I'll be like, huh. And I'll think about the mechanics of it, how they made this, where they made this, where it came from. And it just kind of leads me down a path. And that's 
really what I'm working through right now. There is no routine I can do. There is no, this always works for me. It just has to come. Mm -hmm. And I have to allow myself to go through that process in some of the weirdest ways. Shampooing my hair in the shower. You know, something from the bottle strikes my attention. I like texture. Okay. So when I was a kid, I think the best example I can give you is when I was a kid, I was always coming home with rocks, seashells, twigs, feathers. I still have a huge rock crystal collection. Um, you know, I came home with these things. And I like the broken ones. Okay. I, they, I didn't want the perfect ones. You wanted the, yeah. I wanted the ones with the texture. I wanted ones that were shiny. I wanted this or that. My dad could never figure out why I kept bringing home the broken <laughs> stuff. He's like, this isn't even a whole shell. This isn't a whole rock. What are you doing with this? I don't know. But sometimes I'd create things with them. Sometimes, and even now, they become part of my garden. Um, it just, that's part of my process. I hmm. look for those textures, which, again, can be found in soap bottles, hangers, cleaning, floors, anything. Yeah. And those textures are usually what leads me down the creative path. Interesting. You're like, you're a little mermaid. Oh, my God. I never thought of that. Yeah. You know how, like, <laughs> you're right. everyone, like. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do collect odd things. <laughs> I did salt pepper shakers for a while. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I did. And yeah. then I dissolved that collection. And yeah, it just kind of works on different yeah. things. But yes, because of texture. Interesting. I wonder if Ariel liked texture too. You know, we're going to have to go find Hans Christian Andersen and see if we can crack open one of yeah. those stories and, and see what he out. says. Yeah. <laughs> Because that's, you were saying that. I was like, oh, it's kind of like the little mermaid. <laughs> yeah. well, I do like texture. Yeah. Why are you bringing home all this junk? This is from the human world. She's like, it's not junk. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's my stuff, Dad. It's a broken seashell. Yeah, but look at it shine. <laughs> it's my broken seashell. <laughs> so what has been the hardest moment for you as an artist? Um, I would say trying to juggle... Um, you know, I do this, I try to do this on a part-time basis, but sometimes you just get busy. Mm -hmm. And I have had a hard time juggling my physical needs with doing the pottery, because I do have some health issues. Mm -hmm. So when I am sick or, you know, I'm in PT right now three times a week. So trying to juggle those two mm -hmm. sometimes can get really challenging. Yeah. Um, because some days it's not a matter of if I want to. It's a matter of, okay, how are we functioning today? Yeah. Are we going to be able to sit at the wheel? And are we going to be able to do this or that? Um, and usually I just juggle it out. But I have to admit that's been a real struggle for me because it, I find it emotionally frustrating. Yeah. You know, it's, it's one of those things where you go, okay, no, i got to go do this. But, you know, mm -hmm. my husband will look at me and go, I don't think it's going to happen today. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the... And so, like, you do do this art full-time? I try... Or is it just... I try to do it part-time. Okay. But it is becoming more full-time. <laughs> um, I try to keep my numbers a little lower. I try to do smaller shows. Um, one, because I think it keeps the quality up. Okay. And two, again, that motivation and being able to inspire people with my pieces. I don't want to... 
you know, lately I've been producing a lot of stuff, but to me it feels like I'm producing stuff. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And I want them to be works of art that people can enjoy. I don't want it just to be another dish, another bowl, another mug. And I love to design things. And I like to put different spins on stuff. I rarely make the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, I usually tell people, well, if you like it, get it. If you want another one, you can contact me and see if I can make another one. Mm -hmm. um, but if I can't get the materials or, you know, sometimes it just doesn't work. Yeah. Um, because, again, what texture did I use? What rock did I roll across to Everything from you is very... Yeah. Um, like one of a kind it's gonna be hard to get something most of it yeah not all of it I do have a dish sets that I will do I'm mm -hmm. I am doing better doing some multiples but it's always very small batches mm -hmm. um, the second straws and the straws are probably the only thing that is du has been duplicated into double digits okay everything else has been well maybe 12 or less um, there's a few batches of 25 that I'll do um, and usually those are for specific customers. Um, if I do a batch of 25, once that series gone, it's gone. Mm -hmm. um, but I have had some requests to bring some of my old stuff back, like my sunflower mugs. I had Aww. done, yeah, I put flowers on the sides of things. And I've had a few requests to bring that back. So I am open to this. I'm going to probably do that. But it will probably get switched around a little bit. Yeah. Just because I don't see myself repeating the same thing over does that make sense yeah it does you don't want to repeat the same thing over no. all the time you know no i want i want people to have a conversation so like the shark platter um my nephew right before the pan before the pandemic told me he wanted to swim with the sharks Aww. and i thought that's kind of cool I won't personally do that with you. Yeah, I'm not going to go down there <laughs> with you, Buckaroo, but have fun. You know, but I thought, okay. And then, you know, when the pandemic hit, I started thinking, well, will he ever get to do that? What's going to happen? You know, what's going to happen to our oceans? And sharks are predators. They've been living how long? I mean, I don't need to tell you. So I started making fun of that. So I came up with the chomp platter which is the sushi you can put sauce in the, in his mouth and then dip it in and oh how fun. you know oh eat. i love that so i said chomp and it kind of spoke to me on an environmental level and also a conversation piece what would you like to do what would you do if a shark came after you what would you do if a shark was coming out of your plate <laughs> you know and the kids like it the adults like it it works on multiple levels and it allows a conversation to yeah. happen and that's and, and I it came from just your nephew wanting to swim with sharks. Yes, that and seeing the pandemic hit and mm -hmm. wondering what was going to happen, and I, we probably had another surge of red tide or something, and mm -hmm. you know. But yeah, yeah, that's where it started. Was my nephew saying I want to swim with sharks, and I thought, well, you can eat with them. Oh. <laughs> and how, how old is your nephew? I have two nephews. One is um, going into first grade. Yes, and the other one I believe is going into fifth grade. I am terrible with ages, and I'm sorry, guys, if you're listening. You can tell me, Aunt Nicole. <laughs> I'm not that young. Uh -huh. Yes, I'm terrible with it. Um, I do miss them terribly, but they are a lot of fun, and I've always wanted to be the aunt that um, never 
said, no, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted them to always feel that somebody believes in them. Yeah. To let them dream, let them You're going to have to be the one that takes them swimming with sharks now. You know that, right? I just don't know if I can do that one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like manatees, maybe dolphins. I just don't know if I could do the sharks. I think manatees might be the safe bet. Like, dolphins can get... They can get... Yeah. They can get mean. Yeah. I told my nephew, I said, they are the dogs of the ocean. And he goes, what... I said, well, some dogs are nice. Some Some are not. Some dogs are not nice. I said, they are like dogs. Some dogs will... Some right, dolphins will gang up on a shark. Right, you know? they're kind of like, badasses. Yeah, dude. Like, man, just the more I learn about dolphins, the more I'm just like, you guys are oh, yeah. not cute. No, that's why the sharks leave them alone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you really think about it, like, yeah. yeah, sharks don't mess with dolphins. No, they, they they don't. No, and there's a reason. So, how has social media helped you as an artist? That has been the most interesting journey for me. Um, you know, I've always played on Facebook like everybody else, post mm-hmm. pictures of funny things, funny memes, whatever. I never saw it as a tool, though, until I started doing art, and I started posting some of my art stuff. And I learned it's not about the following or how big of a following you have. Mm-hmm. It's the people who get in touch with you. Yeah. And the connections you can make from that. Like you guys. Mm-hmm. I have not met you until today. Yeah. Yeah. You're fabulous. Oh, thank you. You're fabulous. You know? So, I mean, it it was hard. It it, it was a hard thought process for me at first. Mm -hmm. And I still have no clue what I'm doing. These are snapshots I take on my cell phone. I post things that just kind of come to my head. And I think, oh, that might be fun. It's not, it is not commercialized in any way. But I find that organic process to be so genuine and real. Mm -hmm. And I have found that it shows your art even more. Yes. And it does bring, it makes the world a little smaller. Yeah. And I have found it to be a very um, positive and, uh, I'm sorry, I'm losing the words on what I'm trying to say, but basically it has definitely helped me grow, even as an artist, not only seeing what other people are doing, but also making that connection with others. Yeah. And then also finding people who want to support the local arts that are finding us on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I am shocked. Um, yeah. I'm learning a lot. People seem to forget that you made a really good point where you're like, it's not necessarily like the amount of like numbers that you no. have because people like forget that. Like, you know, it's, it's not, you that. can have thousands of followers, but not make any sales like not make any sales mm-hmm. or you know like let's like let's like say for like you know on the social media terms we think engagement you oh, know right right, right. Engage, exactly engagement sucks you know yeah. so like how are you engaging with the amount of followers that you have yeah so i um yeah because like right now i'm working on several different projects and some of them did find me through social media nice you know different companies different businesses helping different causes designing some things and it, it's you're right. It's it's how people see you. Mm-hmm. And I never thought of that with social media. And no, numbers mean nothing. No, they really don't. They don't. They really don't. And I have, on numerous occasions, had those conversations with people where they were just like, well, you only have so many people following you. And I said, yeah, and a lot. I still get contacted by people who aren't. Yeah. I said, "Some just because somebody's not following you doesn't mean that 
they don't like you. And it doesn't mean, I said, don't focus on the number. Mm -hmm. You need to focus on where it's leading you. Again, it's a journey. Yeah. Just like the art process. This is a journey. And along the way, you're going to stumble. You're going to mess up. Um, you know, if I offended anybody today, I apologize. You know, I the have a certain... Hurts. It does. And I'm very sarcastic. So, uh, you know, I have a mouth on me. It's... it's yeah. yeah. But I mean, like, when I, like, look at, like, you know, like, the Instagram followers and things like that, what I'm usually seeing is, like, the people who don't... It's the people who don't have the most followers who are doing the most for the community. Right. I agree and with you. And the ones with all of these really big followers who we put so much stock and importance in them. And the photos. For whatever reason. And they're not doing anything for the community. But you got Joe Schmo over here. You told him, well, you're not really that important or that cool. You only have like a thousand to two thousand followers. But they're doing way more. Right. For the community. Exactly. They're out there. Exactly. You know? So I just... I don't pay attention to the numbers because uh, yeah. they don't mean anything. And you are 100, I agree with you because yeah. that's what I am learning on this journey as well. And yeah. and the people that I make connections with and do things with, I'm like, you know what, don't, don't care. And it's yeah. not about, the best way I can explain it is things come to you for being you. Yep. And I said, you do what you think is right. You put yourself out there. It will come back. Yeah. It doesn't need to be advertised. No. And social media can be fun. It is. It doesn't have to be like this. Like, you know, a lot of people have like a lot of anxiety around social media. And it, yeah. And like, it doesn't have to be like, like that. You can curate it to where it's uplifting you and not taking you down. The influencers, guys, <laughs> stop following the influencers. Oh, and that goes back to making sure you know your information. Yes. <laughs> Do your research, do your homework. I'm so happy that my youngest sister is just like done with social media in general because she's at that age where she's 16 and oh, like yeah. she's so impressionable and oh. I'm just so happy that she's completely and utterly off it completely. It's it's very difficult yeah. at that age and, and I see them go through that process and get soaked in but I also am very grateful that when mm -hmm. I went through that process, Facebook did not exist. None of that, yeah. I'm thinking the pictures that would have shown up and the things I have done, the traveling I have done, mm -hmm. that does not need to be publicized. <laughs> People don't need to know that I got lost in New Mexico and wandered into uh, unrestricted areas in a national park or that I got lost in a Native American tribal ceremony. It was really cool to see, but I was not supposed, supposed to, to be, be there. there. <laughs> Jesus. So it's really good this stuff was not on social media. Yeah. <laughs> so with that said, how can we as a community support you more other than obviously just buying your work? Well, you know what? I don't know how to answer that, but I will say support each other. It's not all about me. Mm -hmm. It's about supporting the arts getting it out there for the kids, the adults, for everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, the murals bring beauty to the city. Oh, yeah. You know, I think really trying new things, don't be afraid. Go take a class. Get your hands dirty and muddy. Mm -hmm. You know, if it's not for you, it's not for you. Try painting, try drawing. Um, yeah, I mean, of course, I would love people to consider the environment and think of alternative drinking things and maybe try a ceramic straw or try something. But I really want people to support each other. I love that. 
Um, I think that that's, that's probably the best because I, I don't know how else to order that, to, you know, to, to answer that. Yeah. But if anybody has a used kiln, I do need one. <laughs> <You know>. Wait. <laughs> yeah. If anybody's listening out there, used kiln, send it my way. I need it. <laughs> but yeah, definitely I think supporting one another is mm -hmm. in whatever endeavor they do. You know, um, I don't think you could ever be too positive with people. And the arts, art is personable. Mm -hmm. It's something that speaks to people on different levels and in different ways. And if it doesn't speak to you, that's okay. Leave yeah. it. But don't, um, don't discourage it. It's allowed to not speak to you just like it's allowed to speak to somebody else. Exactly. And in different forms. I love what the Mar is doing mm -hmm. and bringing, you know, performing arts and getting mm -hmm. that studio down there. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, you know, I fell in love with Cassie when I first met her. I was like, okay, this is cool. Um, is she's, yeah, she's, yeah, yeah. I have to like, whenever, like, cause we were first introduced her at the Mezzo market uh -huh. that like, I would always like have to go up to her booth. Like I would feel bad not going up <laughs> to the booth because she was just like she was just so pleasant and personable yeah. that like I like felt like yeah. I had to go up there and like say hi and usually buy something but, yeah <laughs> well know. her body scrub is pretty fab <laughs> she has some great stuff like it literally like half of my friend's birthday gift was from right from exactly Astra, you know and yeah. She, I mean, my friend loved everything. Yeah. yeah. I'm still working on making a website. I was using Etsy for a while, um, and I'm working on making a website. But I do post on Instagram where I'm going to be next. So that, that might help people out because I'm always getting asked, where are you going to be? Yeah. So you, so. you got a follower. Yes. <laughs> so you can see. You um, or pop in and say, okay, where is she going to be this weekend? Because I need yeah. some place to go. But yeah. I always tell people if there's something specific you're looking for, a lot of times people just text me. And I say, text me. Call me. Probably text is better than call. I don't always answer. But if you send me a text and, hey, what are you working on now? What do you got available? Mm -hmm. I'll send you some pics you can see. Um, if you're looking for something specific, they'll let me know. And because a lot of times uh, people want something for special occasions yeah. and whatnot. And so I said, don't be afraid to reach out. Yeah. And you, you know. Yeah, it's money in my pocket, and it's a gift that you can give to exactly, someone. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I don't want it to be um, uh, impersonal. Yes, I guess that's the word I need. Uh, yeah, but you know, I, I agree with you. I, I like my anonymity and autonomy. I usually mm -hmm. keep a low profile um, and kind of go in, go out. So I, yeah, I tell people text me if you want to know because sometimes I, I forget to tell you. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you gonna be? Yeah. <laughs> this month I'm working on restocking because I am down to only two bins left. Oh Jesus. Yes, I am running low. Um, so I'm working on restocking and I have family coming in because my nephews are coming in at the end Yay. of the month. So I'm pretty excited about that. And so August, I'm starting to book up some places where we're gonna be in August. And I hope to put those on um, Instagram. But like I said, yes, if I forget, send me a text. Or if you're looking for something specific before then, I can shoot you pictures of what I have and what I'm working on. Awesome. So, nitty gritty final question. Mm -hmm. If you had to create one last piece, who would you give it to? Hmm. My girlfriend has two little girls who I kind of also think of my kids. Aww. And I am forever 
um, forgetting to mail things to my kids. I am terrible. They know that they'll get something eventually in the mm -hmm. mail, but don't expect it on a specific holiday or birthday or whatnot. And they just, they laugh. They just go, it's okay, Nicole. We know this, Aunt Nicole. They get their surprise gift and their surprise box. And I kind of like it that way because then they never know when it's coming. Yeah. And it truly is a surprise. Yeah. And on a birthday, they're getting 10, 20 other things. So, um, and sometimes instead of gifts, I'll do donations or activities or, you know, adventures. I call them my adventures. I would probably make something for the girls and send that to them. Okay. Um, just because, I, yeah, I does it have to be one thing? That's really hard. I know. It's really hard. I guess, like, it doesn't have to be one thing, but, like, I, like, wanted to, like, when I was creating, the, like, the idea of the podcast, I wanted there to be, like, one question that, like, I, I asked, like it. you know, pretty much kind of everybody. It's hard to ask, like, the business owners this because, you know, they specialize in just running a business. But, yeah, like, especially it's, for artists hard. and creatives, like, if you had to create one last thing, like, who would have that one last, who would keep that you know I think I'd give it to the girls but it would be on the stipulation that they were old enough for it okay um, you know I would probably make one final piece that encompassed I always had the philosophy life is a banquet and some people are starving to death you need to get your butt out there and live yeah the best life you can whether you're, you know, regardless what's going on, if you have physical issues, mental issues, if you just don't like water, you're afraid of height, whatever it may be, you're poor, you're rich, I don't know, don't care, but whatever it is, you need to get out there and live. Mm -hmm. Do the things that you're afraid to do and you want to do. And I would do a sculptural piece that embodied that thought and I'd probably give it to them. But again, if they were too young still, I don't think they would appreciate it, so mm -hmm. I don't know. I'd have to wait till they're 18 and, you know, yeah, I don't know. But that's probably what I do is you got to live. I made books for my nephews when we got married, Aww. and I had some of my quotes on the back like that saying, you know, get out there, do your thing, be yeah. you. Um, so I'd probably do something like that. That's so cute. Yeah, I'm in kid land today, so. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> they, they need some attention. I don't think there's anything wrong with spoiling, yeah. you know, the kids. They need it. No, and uh, quite frankly, I think the message still applies to adults as well. So yeah. You, you just need to get your butt out there and live. Um, yeah. Enjoy life and find enjoyment in the small things. I think the pandemic was a good, like, reminder of that. Well, I will never forget standing uh, at John's Pass, there were no boats in the water. The water was clear, and the animals were just playing. They were laughing. They were uh, dolphins were jumping. I saw things, manatees, birds. They were all just swimming, in, and you could see. I could have sworn I could have seen all the way to Tampa. I mean, you could just see for miles and miles. There was, it was crystal clear, and I said, there were seashells on the sand. There was shells everywhere. And the minute the beaches opened up again, I guess I just admitted I was on the beaches while they were closed. <laughs> I had permission. I went to somebody's house. <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> anyway, so, um, and I didn't disturb anything. But the minute it opened up, things started to go back. Mm -hmm. 
you know, the views changed, the seashells were lost, the trash was back, and it angered me. Mm -hmm. I thought, what did you learn? Did you, and I had almost wished that everybody could have had that experience, that they could have yeah. seen that difference of what happens to the world when we leave it alone for a while. Mm -hmm. Let it do its thing yeah. versus now. Yeah. Um, that's pretty blunt, but yes. Hey, man. Yeah. It's the truth. Yeah. Someone's going to have to give some somewhere along those lines. We're going to have to bend a little bit. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And on that note, um, I guess I answered the question. <laughs> it was thank you so thank you so much for coming in and talking to us and surviving the monsoon that uh, it was yeah. you know just before our our interview started. Yeah, that's it's, why we wear flip flops. Exactly. I mean, it's nice and clear now, so at least right. you won't get wet going out. <laughs> but thank you so much for talking to us. It really was such a joy. I always really love like just talking to the artist and you know just diving more and more and more into that brain. It's a long, long journey, yes. <laughs> but thank you very much yes. for having me. Thank you. Thanks for listening, St. Pete. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can catch all the fun conversations we will have with our local artists and business owners. For some fun behind the scenes, follow us on Instagram at Good Morning St. Pete. We hope you all have a sunny day and remember to always stay super cool.